Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast based in the UK, featuring myself, Will Turland, a lady who's sitting to the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello. A man who is across the internet, Rick Everson. Hello. And a second man who is also across the internet, Rick Palmer. Greetings. And um, yeah, we're here to talk about Star Trek again. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's been a little while since we did our last recording. We've, yeah. we've kind of ended up taking a bit of a break, haven't we? Yeah. Um, that that wasn't planned. No. That was. I think it's sort of a mixture of being busy uh, and also sick lazy. Children. <laughs> yeah. There some sick children involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sick adults. Sick adults. Um, <laughs> Of laziness, Late holiday, laziness, various holidays, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, some scheduling snafus. <laughs> <laughs> Will is very kindly calling it a snafu. I forgot we had scheduled one and I was doing something else. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, 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 oh right. my yeah. god, yeah, that was it, was it? Yeah, that, yeah, 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 that was that. I think that was that last week. No, it was or a week, week before. No, it. Where we, weeks ago. we thought it was, se- it was several weeks back really want to because it was before i went on holiday and uh... yeah but the hey the main thing is that we're here now yeah and we're yes. we're ready to, to go um it's all built up yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're ready ready for the release because <laughs> we had a break release. but yeah we, we've had a break star trek hasn't it's been going pretty solidly for months now Yes, it's, yeah. it's put us to shame, basically. Yes, um, yeah. Some of it haven't. Oh, oh, oh! There's a there, wow. there's a there's a sneak preview of what we've got in yeah, store this episode. So yeah, some intent. What we're going to get into in in this episode is uh, looking back on Picard season two, mm. which concluded uh, quite a while ago now, as we're recording this, and by the time we put it out, it. That's probably a couple of years ago. <laughs> Card season two, listeners. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it now. But yeah. we we did um, we did a couple of podcasts about season two. We reviewed the first, first few episodes, two episodes, didn't we? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And we were episode. quite positive. We were happy. Those yeah. were innocent times. <laughs> <laughs> and then gentler time. We we failed to keep up with the uh, those consistent episode reviews, and then like I, I think maybe it's fair to say uh, we we ended up getting a bit bummed out yeah. by the by this by the series at certain points, and I think maybe lost enthusiasm for for wanting to mm-hmm. to podcast about it. To be honest, but we're 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 ready now to. I like the way you're, you're spinning it. it as a, it was a choice that we made through <laughs> yeah. kind of uh, artistic integrity and we couldn't, we were so emotionally drained that we but couldn't the, do it. The reality was, yeah, Rick Everson forgot. The thing is, I actually enjoyed the series. I'm the one who's quite positive. Sorry, that is my puppy. He's decided to be vocal. Apparently he doesn't like series two. 
he's quite angry about it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into it. I think I don't think we have time to dissect each episode um, in turn as we as we often would do. I think what we've got to do is is reflect on our thoughts of season two and what we what we liked about it, mm-hmm. what succeeded, we, um, what, what failed, maybe. Should we have a brief recap of the first two episodes just so we know where we're sort of jumping off from? Yeah, we could mm. do that. So, as I remember it, in the first two episodes, um, Picard has to sort of go and deal with a space thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that only, he, only he can deal with. Someone's quickly, turned up. And someone's said, turned up in a big old spaceship. Wibbly thing. Um, it's, it's pretty green, which should be a oh. hint. The spaceship hadn't appeared at this point. It was just the Wibbly space thing. Oh, okay. And after the Wibbly space thing. Ah, uh, yes, Wibbly. that's true. Yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, so it's only Picard can deal with it because they've asked for him, mm-hmm. and it quickly and it quickly gets out of control, mm-hmm. and and Picard de- destroys the entire destroys everything, destroys yeah. the Starfleet ships and the ship that comes through the the green weird thing well it's apparent and i then, think in the first episode it's the borg and what what we, yeah. we would assume is a borg queen beams aboard although she looks nothing mm-hmm. like previous ones because she's all helmeted and cloaked mm-hmm. yeah and then um at the very end of that episode um picard isn't dead he's back in his chateau and wakes up in his greenhouse but um he sees someone there and it's q what Okay, so at this point, this is pretty exciting because we haven't seen mm. Q much yeah. recently in Star Trek. Um, and in episode two, Q is very sort of enigmatic with Picard about why he's done what he's done, except to sort of um, he's like he's like he's like Q from from early on in TNG. He's he's more adversarial. Like mm-hmm. he he's not the sort of the more benevolent Q we see later on in TNG. He's he's also um, actively angry with Picard, and let's not. Let's not forget this point because I think this is because this whole conversation, hmm. Q is angry with Picard for some reason. He backhands him across the face. Backhands, oh. yeah. I said, and I've had enough of your obstinance, your stubbornness, your insistence on changing in all ways but the one that matters. This is not a lesson. It's a penance. So, and that's intriguing. Why is he so angry with Picard? Mm. We will never know. Mm. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out that um, they've also been sent into an alternate reality. Uh, one in which the Federation doesn't exist, but like mm. uh, uh, an almost cartoonishly evil organization <laughs> called the Confederation exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I say that because they, <laughs> and I think in this episode there's an event called Eradication Day, <laughs> and uh, like we 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 joked in the episode where we discussed the first episodes about sort of the do you do you get someone an Eradication Day card? Do you <laughs> do you get together? What do you what do you eat? Do you, do, you, do you have cake? like a dinner? Do you have like a big eradication day lunch? Is there a Doctor Who eradication day special? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, or a Morecambe and Wise eradication day special in this you know, Which would still be funny, but um, but 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 um, 
they wouldn't be allowed to share a bed, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about Malcolm and White. Um, so Picard manages to, to band together the other people from the main the main cast <laughs> um, because Q said, well, you need some people to help you in this mystery that I'm angry at you about. Um <laughs> And so the main players are still there, and they're still they and they remember who they are, and they realize that they're in this alternate reality, and they and they're trying to find a way to sort of fix things. And in episode two, we find out that uh, the Confederation have defeated the Borg and kept the Borg Queen, and she's going to be executed mm-hmm. on Eradication Day. Um, and she's but she turns out to be the key in their plan to sort of go back in time, find out the thing that changed. It was like the fork in the road, and fix that. Mm-hmm. And they, um, and then at the end of episode two, they're just about to do that, and then they sort of get caught, and then it—that's where it ends, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I'm where. Okay. So yeah, I think that's yeah. that's that's the recap. <laughs> uh, oh God, what's his name? Poor Elnor. Poor Elnor gets shot. Yeah. yeah. At yes. the end of that episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I think we maybe had talked about. We might have talked about episodes three and four. Because we got, we did, I'm sure we got to the point where, or maybe we just talked uh, about episode three because we had got to the point where um, yeah. um, uh, Rios had been um, captured, yeah. hadn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. After his, uh, his, his, his bad beaming. Yeah. Oh, yes. Materialized halfway I, up I, a building. I that a bit. Because yeah. it never yeah. happened. So, so maybe we maybe we talked about the first three episodes, possibly. Yeah. But anyway, that's. I think after after episode three, that's when it started going downhill in my book. Yeah, yeah. I I think that I think it's fair to say the 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 middle part we ended up feeling quite disappointed mm-hmm. with, and then it it kind of rallies at the end. But I but I don't know if I don't know if I was back on side enough um, to to give it credit for that. I don't know. I, don't, I think I don't. I I I don't even think that it rallied that much in the end. It just, I think I, it was over. I found it to be um, incoherent between mm. uh, between those first two episodes, three episodes maybe, and the final mm. episode because the final episode sort of wraps everything up. In yeah. a neat bow. Um, but like epi- episodes four through nine, it was just, I, I found it hard to really f- focus on what was going on. There were too many characters and too, and, and, and some storylines that just maybe could have been kept for an, another season, you know, mm-hmm. I, that, that, that weren't particularly, didn't feel to me particularly germane to the, to the, what was the actual plot. And even, even, <laughs> Even with episode ten, I was like, "Well, wait a minute. Which, what was what was it all? What was this all about? What was this entire <laughs> season all about? What was what was what? Problem. Why did Q? Why did Q do what he did? Because it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't sort make, of marry up with. No. You chose the Jean Luc you are. You absolved yourself, and because you choose him, perhaps he will now be worthy enough for someone else to choose." Maybe this time you will even give him the chance to be loved. I told you this was about forgiveness, Jean-Luc. 
Yes. It doesn't make any sense. What was his plan? If if his entire <laughs> plan was to get Picard to face his demons, his history with his mother, why would you choose to change history in order to create a totalitarian state that wipes out all as many aliens as it can and then hope that somehow Picard decides to go back in time to stop this, thus fate, thus not then, actually going back in time to when he was a boy, yeah. but going back in time to to a place where he used to live, but before he lived there, so he could think about what his mother was like and therefore face his... De- it, 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 None, none of this made sense, and then and then you you add on um, them trying to stop the um, his um, ancestors' flight, mm. and then you've got the whole sung angle, which made absolutely no sense in the main storyline. That was just cobbled on. We need and, to give Brent um, Spiner something to do. I, know. I think is the reason. <laughs> well, they could. They could have. See, they all of these things could have worked. Even this whole that there was then the whole FBI thing. That could have been an, a thread through the show, and then if that had have had a couple of episodes where he was following them, chasing them, and and then it ultimately culminated in him helping them slightly um it it would have been it would there would have been a point to it it could have been a world building thing like the Mm. rios storyline was a world building thing i think yeah and the fbi element could have been part of that but instead what they had was this man who is who is dedicated his whole life uh, in uncovering alien conspiracies because of a terrible traumatic event in his childhood, um, get, actually tracks down some aliens, well, one alien, grabs them, takes them back to be interrogated. Then one of these people he thinks is an alien conspirator says, oh, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. No, they were just Vulcans. I'm actually human. It is all, it was all a terrible misunderstanding. And he goes, Oh, oh, all right then. Um, and then lets them go. And it makes mm, it has no impact no, on the on the was, on the main story. Mm. And it, it it felt like it was it, it just it just filled the time. Yeah, it filled the time and I think <laughs> for that's for an episode. But the only- as well, I mean in um in I think when once they're back in the past I'm pretty sure that they talk about how they like we've got to be careful going back mm. in the past. You know, be careful how we do this. Got to be very, very um, uh, no, low impact. You can't bring that with you. This? Yeah. Why not? Because we're 400 years in the past. You have to look out for butterflies. If you lose that, he won't be the only one breaking the timeline. I'll be careful. No, you're like the kid who needs the string around his mittens. Please. But the point is... No phasers. It goes beyond phasers. And from that very point, they, they, they do the exact opposite. Well, I think the joke was that Rios was doing the exact opposite, and that was, I mean, that was part of the, 
the joke of his storyline, wasn't it? That he was just getting it all horribly wrong. To me, it felt like a bit of a wasted opportunity to do something really interesting with Q and with Guinan. You know, it was really exciting that those characters were back. And in the the first two episodes, it was just just thrilling to see them on screen again. Mm. And, and, you know, those first two episodes were really good. It was a great setup. And, okay, I think it felt a bit like this is maybe... Uh, what would happen if you, instead of doing First Contact as a movie, you did it as like a 10-episode series? Yeah, which would like, that, fine. That's okay. Yeah. Um, like if that, so long as that's done well, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm okay with that. I didn't, I didn't mind yeah. the um, uh, that sort of, I guess, the sort of, uh, sort of mining old older ideas. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I mean, something else yeah. I noticed is that there were points where there was exposition that perhaps we perhaps we didn't need, and then there were other moments where we could have done with some exposition and we didn't get any. So I'm thinking yeah. um, where Picard two times Picard mentions things. So he mentions the slingshot, mm. a, a slingshot, the warp slingshot, or whatever they do to go back in time. And he's like, "Well, Kirk's Kirk's crew did that. Okay, that's fine." Um, and he also, but he also mentions that when um, they're working out who the who the person is that they need to meet in mm. the past. Oh, the one yeah. Picard turns out to be a like a Gary Seven nerd. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I like how I, I never t- I never twigged Picard. I mean, I guess he gets like the high the the high value info, so he maybe just remembers reading about Gary Seven in case he meets a watcher or something. But then there are other moments I found like, why doesn't Guinan remember who Picard is? Uh, now, if now if yeah. there's a reason for that, fine. But but you could have like a a line. I don't know. I just I found that weird. Like, I found that relationship between sort of young Guinan and Picard just just didn't. I wasn't a huge yeah. fan of that that yeah. that part of the of the episode. It it just didn't really work for me. We we had some debates about the, the time travel mechanics that would that would maybe mean that Guinan wouldn't remember I, Picard. I guess but Picard it... came back in time from the altered timeline. Mm. Therefore, from his from he never met her in that timeline because the Federation didn't yeah. exist, so he couldn't have gone back in time to the it? time yeah. arrow. Just didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. From, from, so, for so the timeline that that Picard came from that met her yeah. never happened. Mm. It does so raise that... the question that does when when they'd restored it by the end, and he's back. They're back in Guinan's bar. Does mm-hmm. that Guinan remember both instances and have a slight mm. confusion as to why the second time she met Picard, she still thought it was the first time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but the pro- the problem with that that take as well is that why does the guy from Star Trek 4 who we see on the bus why does he seem to remember getting a neck pinch from Spock if if the Federation Ah. because the Federation doesn't have to exist for the whale probe to exist but the whale probe still would have come to Earth yeah but he wouldn't have been neck pinched though would he 
by, by Spock. By Spock. So but this is but happening. But I'm assuming happen- Spock and Kirk still had to go back in time, so events could have gone in a similar. Although you know they might maybe would have just murdered a bunch of people in the Cetacean Institute and taken <laughs> the whales forcefully. Um, but he, you know, they might still have fumbled around trying to work out what's going on, and he might neck pinch someone on the bus first. But so. isn't this set, isn't this set before the event that splits the two timelines? So it is. But so they Picard, come Picard would have gone. But so time's arrow would have happened. No, no, because they come back because <laughs> that timeline doesn't exist. Yeah, the they came future. back from the future where come that doesn't happen. From, yeah. Yeah, but into a point into a point before the two timelines split, right? Or is the time? Yeah, or is the timeline? They don't come back from. They don't come back from. We do need a blackboard. Yeah, they don't return. Come back from uh, the prime timeline. They come back from the alternate timeline. Mm. So, the the, the prime okay. timeline do, doesn't happen. Yeah, well, in, once in once world. that change happens, because it affects a future time travel going back, that change has to ripple out in both directions, mm-hmm. really. But I, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the show was was quite clear. Mm. It felt maybe even the the, the writers weren't quite clear about... No. Why does Ten back? But okay, so in the first episode, Picard goes to Ten Backward. Mm-hmm. Forward. We're Ten Backward. Ten forward. Sorry, yeah, I should have gone to ten back. <laughs> he goes to ten forward, the bar, yeah. and and it, and that makes sense because Guinan served at, was on the Enterprise and ten forward, and so it mm-hmm. makes sense that she names her bar after that. Oh yeah. But then, Picard, but then Picard goes back, and it's already and that bar still exists. So that 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 isn't something affected by the change, is it? It's called ten forward because it's it's. It's a, the address is number ten Forward Avenue. Mm. So although although that seems to be a call back, really, when Guinan went to the Enterprise to take on being the bartender, she probably used that name and maybe asked, maybe specifically requested um, space on deck ten at the front so it would fit because she was attached. Just there is name. a yeah, there is a bit where um, there are Enterprise there is an episode of TNG where I'm pretty sure. Like Worf says something's happening on ten forward, and Worf says something on deck ten forward section. So mm. ten forward is a thing on the ship. It's mm-hmm. not. Oh, it's, 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 I mean, it's literally it's... right at the front of the ship, and it's on deck ten. So ten forward, yeah. But I, I my my assumption now is that Guinan requested that particular space, so she could then name it after her bar on Earth that she'd had for hundreds of years. So she's probably quite attached to. We can, yeah, like, I don't know. If, I, I think I'm happy with that. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> my my yes. issue with the <laughs> Rick is not happy with that. Um, my my problem with the timeline is the, the Borg, because they he says he states at the very beginning this is not an alternate timeline. This is the timeline. Your timeline. But altered, so there is <laughs> there's no yeah. branching. So, Which in itself doesn't. Make I know it doesn't make sense. Right. It's not alternate. It's altered. In, yeah. In yeah. in the end, when Girati Borg mm. 
wet. We're not even going to bother spoil. I was a bit worried there. Oh no, spoilers! Uh, um, by the time this goes out, no one will remember season. Two. Exactly. <laughs> we'll when, all be on Janeway season five. When it, yeah. <laughs> when it find when you discover that it is Girati Borg and they've come through from another universe, how? How? If if there's no been no branching, if this is just the one timeline mm. where does where does she come from yeah because if they change because the only, the only way it makes sense is if it it wasn't a sort of an alternate yeah universe and then she could have come from that mm-hmm. <sighs> although although is it that oh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it feels like q has forcibly created a bizarre predestination paradox that's not quite one, I suppose. In that, mm. if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Q. Yeah, he he, because we see the, the alterations. Him, he's the one who goes back and says to Soon, "Oh, here's some crazy chemical that you need to, to help your daughter," uh, and he knows that. The, yeah, I mean, it's so. It feels very steered by Q the whole time, really. Even though there's points mm. where he claims to be to be powerless. Because there's yeah. a bunch of events. But then, you know, Q is an omnipotent and godlike being. So it's kind of like mm. you can't always necessarily account for and explain his rationales. So um, was, could you say that his actual main aim was to create a benevolent Borg? I mean, that would be a pretty pretty good um, thing to leave the universe, wouldn't it? As, as, as um, Girati says... There is another thing out there that's coming, and they they're mm. going to stand sentry. So quite possibly it is. Quite, I mean, we could, and I, you know, maybe season three will confirm this, maybe not. But there, what if the whole time Q's been testing humanity is because he knows there's this thing coming. So introduce him to the Borg, you know, put Picard through these tests, and does that explain why he's angry? He's angry because he's dying. He's nearly out of time, and Picard is still being obtuse and not working it out. He's why wasn't any Picard of this in the, so in, Why wasn't any of this in the season then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, I, I, I like this idea. Like, like, that's what it should have been. Maybe mm, <laughs> we don't but, know. That I, it, I hate. The, maybe, I don't like the idea that this that, that the writers are trying. Well, we're trying to go for this. We're trying to suggest this thing, and that. Well, just it, you know it. what you know what would have been good is <laughs> if <laughs> Kind of put that in the show and not had, not had a, a confusing mess in between. Mm. Um, yeah, what I mean, I'm, I'm theorising because we could go into series three and they might completely forget that thing that they've said. I, I have. I I don't doubt that they will. I don't doubt that this whole the Borg standing guard on the threshold will be completely forgotten. Oh, I don't know. Like that that three. felt like that was a tease into season two. Oh, yeah, like out but, of anything, I think that'll but be. But after season one, we had this this terrible AI um, creature thing that was coming to destroy mm. humanity, and all they did was close one hole, and it's no longer a problem unless that is a terrible thing that's coming. Well, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe closing the, the the doorway isn't enough. Maybe once he's mm. had the call, it's gonna come. Even have to find I mean, the I, way in. Going back to the the general sort of story in the in the show itself and what we were talking about, I do like I was saying, I do think there were just too many 
characters in it. There, there, there are a lot of new characters introduced. I, I think at the expense of the of the of the existing cast. I mm. it, it's it's a real shame that Elnor was killed off. I don't particularly mm. understand why it's they chose to do that. Well, I think even, even more bizarre um, that they, they they bring him back at the end. Yeah, but, but then I as, a, as a as a hologram who handily. <laughs> A tiny little. Yeah, but I mean, and also a bit. What we get is that we get Rene Picard introduced, who's Picard's ancestor, and we hardly ever get any time with her. So she's she's not even really a character. She's She's just there to sort of further a certain part of the plot. She's a MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. So I I didn't I just found that frustrating, Um, and just weird things like so. How many days is it until the? Launch like three days. Yeah, yeah. And she's and she's seeing a private psychiatrist, and they're having a party three days before the astronauts are due to go into. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know that's yeah, nit- like the night before or something. Or- I know that's nitpicking, and 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 if the sh- if if the show itself, if I liked it, I could I could forgive mm. stuff like that. But it just again, it just sort of it just makes the show hard to follow, and it just. It, Illogical, like there's mm-hmm. lots of odd, odd sort of story beats that I found just sort of didn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that I think you raise a good point there about um, your kind of experience of the show. And I always feel like if I'm watching, like there's there's always always nitpicks in any Star Trek mm. show that I'm watching, and no yeah. Star Trek show has been perfect, and. But most of the time, it, 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 the, the show kind of wins you over, and you, you don't mind about these kind of things. And, exactly. and if anything, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's fun to kind of nitpick afterwards. <laughs> but and that, you know that's part of the the joy of, of Star Trek sometimes. But but there's enough about the show that you you get lost in it and and just enjoy the story and the, you know the, the 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 point of it, the points that the episode is is making mm-hmm. is strong enough that it sort of drives you through and i just felt like it was the it was the point it was that episode at the party which is maybe episode seven i think or it could have been episode six i think it might have been five five and six i think at the end of i think at the end of episode five i think they're in the party by episode five and it carries on into episode six i think yeah but that that was the point where I felt like the kind of nitpicking line and the kind of enjoyment line like went in the wrong directions, and suddenly I was in I was in the nitpick zone because I'd come out of the enjoyment zone, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is stupid." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, well, it's a bit silly, but no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the point at which I I lost hope was when Q sort of gets. Um, Doctor Sung involved mm. in in getting rid of Rene Picard, and yeah. Doctor Sung is a ge- is a genius, apparently. Um, and his but his method for assassinating <laughs> Rene Picard is to run her over. <laughs> I like, like, and only like on the off chance she just happened to be there. No, like that that was so silly because yeah, how could he? In the, how could he? Well, how long was he waiting in his car? How and did he, did he just? <laughs> She's just like, oh, I wonder. 
pretty sure she's going to walk out on this pavement. <laughs> you know, the best way. Maybe I should. Maybe I should try poisoning her. Maybe like maybe sort of take her out of a. I. Dis- no, no. Do you know what? I'm going to wait in my car. To be fair, <laughs> possibly the poisoning thing was his. Was his. Uh, his full strategy, but he just saw his chance. I thought no one will ever know. I'll run her over now. It's funny though because you you'd made that point about how he seemed to be. They were kind of making the point that he was sort of a sponsor for the yeah for the launch. They and built, you were, they built that all up. Didn't that's they? it. And you were thinking, well, what he could do then is is he gonna uh, sort of use his weight as a as a financial mm. backer to to get her kind of removed mm-hmm. from the project? But he doesn't do that. He just try, just tries to run her over <laughs> <Yeah>. instead. <laughs> Oh, he gets Picard thrown out of the party. That's what he does with his, with his. Uh, That's right. Powers. That's right. But he maybe should have been focusing on Renee yeah, instead. Yeah. I mean, I suppose at that point, you, you, as you say, we're literally a day away from launch. It's well publicised, mm-hmm. and Renee Picard is the face of it in mm-hmm. so many ways. So I suppose even his sponsorship clout at that point, it's a done deal. The flight's paid for, it's all sorted, and it's been massively publicised to have her there. So they wouldn't yeah. be able to do that. They wouldn't They wouldn't grant him that wish probably at that point, no matter how much sponsorship, because, you know, it's it's, it's, it's a done deal. Uh, yeah, it does seem a bit... But then, as, as Rick said, he's supposed to be a genius. Maybe he knew exactly with his genius powers, when she would walk out onto the pavement from what door. Well, so, maybe he calculated it all. But all, maybe... Yeah, it wasn't the most sophisticated he, method. All he should have done was expose the fact that she's dealing with some pretty serious depression um, um, yeah. issues. And, mm. uh, you know, she was, she was talking about... Was there suicidal tendencies... I don't um, know if she. Oh, is she, that? Am I? Did I read she went that far that? with it. But, but like, this is a person who probably shouldn't be in charge of. You know, with all the best will in the world, she shouldn't have that much pressure put on her, mm. and she shouldn't be in charge of, of that. And maybe, I mean, yeah. it was all Q's fault. He did it, but um, she's got. She's reached a point now where. Just a little pull your socks up, love talk by Picard. Yeah, Probably see, not all it's gonna take. See that that was another thing, and that that this was another reason why that this was the sort of episode that, that broke me, I think. Mm. Because it, it felt like, you know, Star Trek's pretty good at, at being being sensitive and kind of handling issues well. And mm. I just felt like it was a bit of a flippant way to deal with with somebody's mental health yeah. and, and it was a it was a it was a bit of a kind of trite take on how to deal with depression and the the idea that yeah that a man that she'd not met before could have a a bit of a chat with her and like you said just tell her to, to pull us up that, yeah. would, that would set her straight yeah it, it didn't feel like that was a that was a particularly sort of forward thinking idea that that star trek was presenting us with so what are you afraid of? I don't know where I would begin. <laughs> and you found a way to live with it? I found that even in the darkest circumstances, there is a light, sometimes only a glimmer. Trust that light. Find a way back 
no matter what it takes. Yeah. It just it felt like it was a a, um, a convenience of the plot because mm. because Picard needed to to do something. You to... had this nice nice situation where he was talking to his ancestor and yeah helping her, but in a grandfather sort of way. But yeah, actually, yeah. It's... But, the, but, but this, yeah, the reality I, was I, okay. I, I, I kind of felt this played into the whole thing of what Q was trying to do. It wasn't obvious then, but by the point when you realise what's happened in Picard's past with his mother, it, mm. this, 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 this is why Q chose this moment, why he chose this method. He was going to disrupt a, a, this particular flight of Picard's ancestor and he was going to play on her mental health and Picard would then be the one who could go talk to her and do that. And while we can go back and forth about how well that speech worked versus how sensitively they hand, did not handle the suicide episode because they should at least have put a disclaimer on. I will definitely say that was not the best well done. I see thematically where the story's going, where Q's thing is there. To me, that kind of, it that ties in. I think there's a lot of, a lot of these elements we're bringing up that seem kind of redundant or tail off, I think do play into what Q is trying to tell Picard in, in ways. Varying for his success. But didn't, but wasn't Q just going to change everything with a flick of his fingers and then he couldn't? Hmm. We don't yes. know what he was intending to do with that flick, I suppose. Because he was trying to do something with her, wasn't he? Hmm. So, yeah, we don't know what he was trying to do, but because he was the one trying to, he was he was posing as her psychologist, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I can't remember. Did he put did he put an accent on? Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. Fear does not have to be your enemy, Renee. Fear can be your friend. Telling you that perhaps you are not ready. I mean I guess Q just likes yeah. accents. That's that's yeah. fair enough. That's yeah. I mean that like to be fair, that was very cute. Yeah, he sounded <laughs> yeah, like he sounded like Freud, didn't he? He did, that was yeah. Good. And he's done that before, so that's been entirely yeah. consistent with Q. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, another thing I another thing I wasn't keen on was the idea of of Doctor Sung as the as the villain of the piece because mm. he was it didn't seem like he had really had a great uh, sort of motivation to be the villain and. He, he was, he was pretty pantomime at points. <laughs> so. And the but, whole storyline with his, with uh, the with his daughter. Mm. I, uh, I don't know. It, that it, it, it didn't really go anywhere. It didn't ultimately. go anywhere. It didn't, it didn't really have any impact on the main no, story. Not at all. And uh, it could. It could. It could have been. What well, it's. It kind of mashed together several. stories stories that could have been bigger stories within themselves mm. but they just kind of spliced them into this these kind of weird little vignettes almost of stories into cut them into the main storyline but they never really drew into the end point yeah. so this whole story with him and his daughter that is you know she's one of many experiments she's the one that survived and that you know all of this is quite interesting storytelling in 
but it ultimately means nothing in the main story. Mm. He used to um, learn to lock his computer as well, so she can't just sort of get <laughs> on the computer and open all the everything's on everything to sort of show that he's an evil. Yeah. He's an evil mad scientist. He just leaves his computer available for her to he find does. the information. <laughs> and it's all just like, it's all in folders yeah. conveniently ne- like on his my, desktop. My evil plan. <laughs> evil plan <laughs> one. Yeah. Isn't that an, a demonstration of his arrogance, though, that he doesn't see her as um, a, a, an autonomous entity that could one day decide to just go and have a snoop around in his stuff? She's a she's a pet or a, an experiment yeah. to be fixed ultimately. Yeah, but there's yeah. a yeah. there's a more there's a better way for her to find that out than just going on his computer. That's just it's just lazy storytelling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I mean overall, I kind of wish they hadn't done that because I I think why why did we just leave Soji in the future and you know we spent yeah. a whole year in season one building building a character up. I need to have her appear for like. 30 seconds in the first episode and then she's going to play an ancient soon ancestor biological daughter because the soon gene is so strong that for hundreds of years every male of them will look like data and every female will look like soji apparently yeah most of all the genetic imperative to be an absolute dick is com- is very strong in the Zoom line <laughs> because every single it's, it's a wonder data turned out okay. It really is. Lord's not a surprise at all when you look at all the Zooms we've seen. They're all dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it felt like that could have been a contractual thing. Like maybe um, that actress was signed up for two seasons, and yeah. so she she had to be in it. And maybe that that was could have been the case with Brent Spiner as well, and the, and the the writers kind of struggled to to sort of find a, a really good way to work them into the story, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, can I, we... I, I, I could have, though. I do, it's... I, I, I'd really love to know what went on in the writing room for this because it's mm. such a hatchet job. And it's it's as if... So several people had several different ideas and they couldn't decide on the best one. So they just smashed them all together. Mm. And there's, there's no, there's no run. There's no um, narrative run through the whole thing. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, and also Mm. I, I think there's a lot of time with scenes where characters talk to each other that doesn't particularly move the plot along and i know that Mm. shows don't need to always have don't need to be consistently moving the plot along but you do need to the the plot does need to be coherent and it does need to move along and i didn't really i didn't really get the sense that the that the that the plot did move along the show did because it had episodes (laughs) and event and events (laughs) did because they because they happened i guess but yeah but and i i just found i just like you were saying earlier well it there are plenty of shows that do that have similar problems, but they but they win you over. There's enough about them that you're like, I don't mind that this doesn't quite make sense because you know the characterization is really good. The characters are likable. Mm. Uh, I I, rec- I like the world that they're building. Mm. I, I generally understand what's going on. Mm. I just found that Picard season two didn't really have that. Um, I mean, the character of the Watcher starts off as like a really sinister 
but she possesses people yeah. In, yeah. before we meet her. Yeah. And, and she's like this kind of she's this distant, aloof character who's just set up who's just there to protect Renee Picard. And that's cool. I like that. Um but then she just sort of becomes one of the gang within a couple of episodes. Mm. And there's a brilliant bit where where she about she completely leaves Renee Picard after the running over thing to help Picard. Yes. She goes into his body to help him. And there's a bit at the end where she's just on her phone going, oh, I've just checked there. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she, you've gone from being like this cosmic being that is whose sole purpose is to watch over someone and protect them to, to, to what, what is your character now? It's, it just, it just jarred with me. I, I found. Renee. She's fine. All quiet. No sign of Q or the new one. For now, Tung. Picard. You saved her. I, I thought it was really silly when um, uh, uh, when Doctor Singh kind of seemed to have powers like Batman. Um, there was a bit where the fa- he and this was just, I don't know. This is a kind of silly thing that happens in TV shows sometimes, but it but it just felt particularly silly to me because he he had a phaser that was like it was overloading, wasn't it? And 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 Rio <laughs> said to him, "Oh, that's all oh, that's going to blow up, mate." <laughs> oh, oh, all right. And he kind of threw it up in the air, and it did explode. And why Rios told him this, I don't no, know no, because he, he should have like why didn't he just wait and let him explode? Because that that would. Because Rios is a decent man, he <laughs> let his enemy blow himself up. And that, that was that stuff that happened in France as well, right? That attack. That yeah. How did no. how did they get to France so quickly? Oh, they, how did the well, how, how did the soldiers get there? So I mean, uh, the Ball Queen attacked yeah. Lasserani's transport system. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. And the good they, guys they, were using yeah. using Talon's transport system. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Doctor Singh throws the phaser up in the air and it explodes, and then they look back and he and he's just gone. Oh. And I was like, oh. "Get after, chase after him!" He's in his seventies, <laughs> how far's he got? <laughs> he's running through a dark chateau. There's all stuff on the floor. <laughs> yeah, he's only going to be just round the corner, but they're just like, "Oh, uh, well, yeah. he's disappeared." And then it must be magic. As they as they are going off to find what's happened on La Serena, um, Picard suddenly has a little flashback, and he's like, "Ooh!" And um, <laughs> what's the face? The um, the watcher lady. at Picard and Kenneth Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Always. And she's like, "Oh, are you having a flashback?" And he says, "Yeah, no, but I've got more important things." No, no, have your flashback. <laughs> Please have your right flashback. Now. It's really yeah. important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, Picard should have said, uh, "My my dicky ticker," <laughs> when he was having his flashback. Oh no, he doesn't have a dicky ticker anymore. He doesn't does he? have a dick. He, no, he's all robot now. He's a, he's got a robot body. Which was yeah. which was. Loosely referenced at one point in the oh, show. Yeah, I mean that it blew up the defibrillator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was another thing I was I was disappointed with because I was I was hoping that after that the the end of season one where um, yeah Picard now has a robot body. So what are they going to do with that in, yeah. in season two? Oh, they're going to basically forget about it. <laughs> except occasionally they could make a joke about it to show that they haven't forgotten about it. <laughs> But like for all yeah, intents, it's not magic. It's not. It doesn't give him any powers. It's just a regular body, but it is technically a robot body. Yeah, but he's still like an eighty-year-old man. Um, I mean, yeah. 
at the end of series one with the robot body, I was expecting we were going to continue in behind the vein of synthetics and the prejudice against mm, them. Yeah. It's not just going to be dropped and forgotten so quickly, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. Uh, in fairness, series two starts a year later. The Federation is enlightened, so it doesn't mean we necessarily have to jump straight into that. But yeah, the, the, this storyline was obviously not not something necessarily any of us expected based on series mm. one. Um, um, and uh, yeah, to be fair, the season had a very, very strong start. They seem to go out of their way to be going full on, like next generation era type Star Trek stuff. You know, on, we on board the Stargazer, we had all those other ships. Yeah. They were piling on in that way. Um, yeah. So, but I don't know if that it was almost counterproductive to the show in that it, it led certain expectations up and where they ended up going with their story kind of. And I, I, I appreciate you guys have a lot of um, issues with it that are far deeper than just like it wasn't where expected. But uh, but I mean, I, it didn't bother me nearly as much. I didn't get drawn out, um, mm. and I quite like. There were bits that I thought didn't work as well, and absolutely, there's way too many threads in there. And this is something Discovery is particularly guilty of as well. Uh, they often throw in so many things that not everything really gets paid off very well. Mm. But um, for me, I came out of that series thinking about certain things and how they all these things, if Q basically intended a lot of these events, could have been quite sort of clever of him. The whole thing about it, you know, if it's all referencing back to Picard and his mother, then the whole thing about Jurati and the Borg Queen and that kind of duality in one body, different things, can, is kind of then very much like his mother's mental illness the parallels between Rene Picard and his mother, and he can help one, but he's got to come to terms with the fact he couldn't help the other, you know, and the, the fact he wishes there was an event he did differently and we're kind of repeating tapestry, but, you know, he, then he sees a world where he has behaved differently and that's kind of abhorrent mm. in a whole new way. So, I mean, you could, I don't know, in, in, there are points when you almost think, are they trying to sort of do a bit of a rehash of all good things here? They've got, mm. they've got, got Q showing him a time thing and but it's maybe not as executed as cleverly but then I think actually on a deep there's to me and maybe I'm reading too much into it but I don't know if I got quite a lot of satisfaction out of looking all these little bits um like the FBI guy that's another person that Picard is able to help he's had a thing and that Picard's able to sort of turn him around maybe these things weren't executed as well as they could have been um Maybe they thought, okay, a Picard speech and then back, bash, and it sort of all kind of dealt with, tied up in this nice little bow. Mm. But I, think again, still, say, I think you can still have what, like, I get what you're on, I get what you're mm. talking about, but you can still have all that and have a coherent plot. Mm. Like, you, you can still have all of those things that you just mentioned and not, and not have it be implicit. Like, this feels like. Okay, there are some things that are implicit in this show, and they're maybe there to sort of make you think back to other things that, like TNG, or other things that mm. you know that we don't quite know about these characters. But you do need to have like a a story that that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the middle is just a just so so incoherent. I, I don't think you can get past the fact that it has an incoherent middle. I don't really. For me, it wasn't so much that it was incoherent. It's just that it it felt like the middle just nothing that really happened in the middle mattered. Mm. And you could you could have you could have had sort of episodes one and two, and then episodes maybe nine and ten, and that that basically would have told the whole story. Mm. 
with, with still a little bit of flab in there as well, um, rather than it being a you know a ten episode series with sort of six of those episodes being being filler. Mm-hmm. Who's even like the antagonist? That. Who's the, okay? Who is the antagonist in this in this series? If there is an antagonist, who is it? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, is it Q? Is it Doctor Sung? Is it the Borg Queen? Um, is it know. Ice? Well, we only get to see the. I mean, that could have been interesting, but yeah. we only get to see the cartoonish sort of. Guard characters in that. Yeah. I think it. Uh, I that's such a missed opportunity. I think it would have been way more interesting if, because frankly, I I, I think there's not too, the, the ice aren't too dissimilar from the Federation. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> in, in, in many ways. Like I, I don't think I think the Federation. Anyway, that's that's another conversation. <laughs> <Kevin's displaced>. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what, what I mean, what I mean is, is that right. is that it's it's. It, I, I I like villains who are in some way, even when they're deplorable, like you can see where their yeah. origin comes from, the mm-hmm. reason they exist. Now that can't that might be bad. I mean, ice ice was set up uh, after nine eleven, so. Mm-hmm. That's that's the reason it was created, um, and I, I just think that ice story could have been could have been more interesting. It would have been more interesting if Rios had been had been saved by somebody who turned out to have who initially seemed like a friend, but turned out to be somebody who had very different values. That's what I think would have been more interesting because the Federation is an organization that has that gives off this sort of benevolent image but deep down i'm sure i'm sure the federation has places where it keeps people before they get resettled or something now i'm not saying that's ice i know there's lots of horrible stories about the way ice operates but but the federation is a is a monolithic bureaucracy and those are the places where this sort of stuff can happen yes Mm. Yeah. Oh, and he, and anyway, that's why it. I think it would be more interesting. Every time anyone's bashing the Federation, <laughs> Gemma's like, bring it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hate I mean, the Federation so much. <laughs> I agree with you, Rick, that I think the ice storyline was right to be expanded. And, mm. you know, it could have been really good if actually Rios had been caught up in that storyline almost to the end. Uh-huh. But they, they kind of cut it short so they could get Rios in on the little caper of getting into the party and everything like that. But yeah, yeah. as I say, this this happens a lot now that they come up with storylines, but they don't really play them out to their full extent. But no. is that a symptom of TV shorter seasons and binging or, or you know, but as, as my mind, I would say if you, if you know you've only got 10 episodes and you've got to get these bits in, mm. don't introduce too many. Yeah. They, you know, they can easily pick the ones you're going to commit to. Yeah. There, there yeah. was a lot of flab. There was a lot of um, dreary um, exposition and character conversations. You know, you had a lot of sort of slow drudge with with characters talking to each other, where it could have been something deeper, and more interesting, or but it just and. Um, was sludgy 
one one thing I did quite like was the 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 uh, look into Picard's past. I I liked the exploration of that mm. trauma in his past. I wasn't so keen on that. I felt like they they missed a bit of a trick in the delivery of that because we had mm. an episode where um, Boltar from Battlestar Galactica yeah. showed up, um, and um, we we kind of get the we get sort of we almost we sort of get to the end of that sort of story in a way. We mm. almost get the reveal of what Picard's trauma was. But then that's held back. Mm. And then in another episode, we sort of effectively tell the same story again, yeah. except that we get the reveal at the end. And I I just felt like it would have, when we get the reveal at the end, it would have, the problem is by that point, it's, it's a bit too obvious what it's going to be. And yeah. I felt like it would have had a lot more impact if we'd have let that, that story play out in full the sort of first time that we see But then it. again, is it something that they wanted? I can see why they wanted to help hold that reveal back until mm. closer to the end, because then that's more... It, yeah, but it just felt like it, it, it lost its impact because it wasn't, it wasn't really a surprise it by that point because you had enough time to, to work out what it was. And mm-hmm. I don't know. But I... But but all that being said, I st- I still quite liked that area of Picard's life that we'd never explored before yeah. his his childhood, and uh, you know I, I thought that stuff was pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I I have a problem with all of those flashback mm. that flashback story. Um, so it's set in Picard's past, and it is about his mother who was dealing with serious mental illness um and she was basically being when she had her her um, really low she was she was bipolar yeah so when she was dealing with the terrible terrible lows she was basically being locked in her bedroom and that's how they were dealing with it okay people mm-hmm. some people won't take their uh, medication and that's a problem yeah so they set, so they have this storyline where she's being locked away when she's dealing with mental illness which is by by the way Picard never mentions uh, never says she was bipolar he says she she dealt with amazing highs and terrible lows so it's described in this in this language and whenever you look at the the flashbacks it's all it's set in a in a historic building they're, they're surrounded with antiques, but they're also dressed in a very historic, um, in very historic clothing. You know, Dad's wearing a collarless shirt. Mum's dressed in a quite twenties look. She's got that the sharp hairstyle. She's dressed in a certain way, so it's dressed to look as though it's set in the past, which is of course okay. People didn't treat mental illness in the past in a very effective. Or, or sympathetic, sensitive way. But, of course, it wasn't in the past. It's in our future. Yeah. So they were. it's almost as if they were trying to manipulate your impression of how her mental illness was being treated. But mm. it's set in our future. And there's a bit of a, to me, that, that, that that's a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. They were trying to tell this storyline which doesn't make sense, actually. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I 
I, I know what you mean, Jim. I, I, I just, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what that storyline sort of meant relevant relative to the sort of predicament that Q sets up. Mm. It seemed like it was something else. Like I don't mind exploring Picard's past. I think that's fine. And but it, but I think it requires more time to sort of to explore that that world. I mean. I don't know. I, I think you know we're circling around the same issues, aren't we? It's sort of um, not enough, not enough episodes, too many characters. Um, and what or, what or story is episodes. that? What, what and also a, f- a few storylines. Which which of them is prime? Of, of which is like the A story, which is the B story mm. in the show? Uh, I, I know. I thought that too. I I, I kind of found the. Child, the actor playing Charles Picard a bit annoying because he usually just goes around <laughs> saying "maman, maman," and I like, all right, I get it, I get it, you're French, but he's not French. <laughs> but that was, I thought that was good because that was consistent with, um, yeah, 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 I get it. I know, mean, it's... when we see um, Child Picard in Rascals, he's really annoying. So I really like. They were like, we've got to find the most irritating <laughs> child actor we can. Because remember when Picard was so annoying in Rascals? He's got to be annoying. But the thing it's is, like, well, another, thinking it. about it, you know what? Um, it's almost like they're doing they're doing tapestry, but they don't have Q as the person talking to Picard going through his memories. So it's mm. it's it's it, it just doesn't work quite as well. I mean, I guess they maybe maybe they were. Maybe they thought, well, we don't want to do another series where, or another storyline where, where Q revisits Picard's past with him. But considering that Q is in this series, and considering what's happening to him, it might not have it might not have um, hurt to have to have that. And Q could have asked those questions. Q could have asked, why why does everyone look like they're in the 1930s and not the, not the 20 the 23 no, the 1910s and not the 2310s or whatever <laughs> I mean I suppose you could rationalise that of course fashion, fashion is cyclical everything comes back yeah, got replicators. I mean if you've got replicators then but it, it just seems that they were trying to set up um, like an a, association like a, like a, in, like a, in they were Slightly gothicy ghost yeah. story, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. it did. I mean, the, the, the thing the... you guys are forgetting: this is an established thing in Picard family. Remember his Christmas vision in the in the in the <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. In generations. Yeah, yeah. This and actually, back way back in the first season, he has this vision of his mother um, in the first season, Next Gen, when the the warp experiments make thoughts reality. And she's literally dressed like she's in Victorian times with an ancient tea set. Um, so yeah, in, in, in Picard's head, everybody dresses like they're a hundred years prior to the our time, let alone his own. So yeah, I, I can see where it seemed jarring and weird, but it is absolutely consistent with Picard's <laughs> view of the world. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, such a bona fide that sort of Dickensian setting, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> Do you, do you guys think that that Q should have been in this season more as a yes. more as, as a more important character? Yeah, I do, and I, I wish that we. I mean, there's a really nice scene that we get with Picard mm. and Q at the end, which is which is quite heartfelt and emotional. Farewell, Mon Capitaine. 
it's time for me to go. But not alone. Isn't that the point of all this? But I feel like it's undermined by that that nagging sense that I don't really know what Q's plan was yeah. um at what, what point he was really trying to prove it seemed like he was trying to sort of teach Picard a lesson like as we said like a la tapestry but but his his plan didn't really make any sense and so that I felt like that really undermined that what is actually a really nice scene that we get mm, between Q and Picard at the end and I and yeah I wanted to see it feels like it was a, a bit of a wasted opportunity to have more I mean, because in tapestry, in tapestry, Q teaches Picard a lesson, doesn't he? Picard is mm. sort of he dislikes his past self, like the brash young man that he was. Yeah, and and Q helps Picard realize that without being that person, he wouldn't be the person that he is now. Yeah, but this, but this, but what what Q does in this doesn't seem like it's a the the lesson element of it doesn't seem particularly clear. No, it feels like like Q wants Picard to face up to his his past trauma and you know and kind of accept it, but but I, I don't I don't understand why changing changing all of all of reality and then sort of getting Picard to go back in time with his friends and like involving the Borg. I, I don't know how that ties. That feels like a like a quite a convoluted way to get Picard to to uh, to look at his past. Um, I feel like maybe Q could have just had a chat with him about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, th- I think though throughout Next Generation, Q has shown he is a little bit over dramatic. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I mean, but the things he does sort of are pretty clear. Like, so in Cupid, I mean, yeah, he has a lot of flair, but ultimately he's, he's helping Picard get over himself about Vash, right? Like he's mm. like he usually, he usually the things he'll do are to are to kind of make Picard see sense and mm. and sort of get over get over his yeah get over himself. Um, um, and with this, it seems slightly grander and and, and more and, and more epic in scale as to what's happening. But but I never really got the sense of of what he was trying to what what he was what he was hoping Picard to realise through all this all this weirdness. I, 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 Rick, he's, he's dying. Give him a break if it's not his best thought out plan. You know. <laughs> but even a dying Q could still you know. I think he can still handle it. <laughs> I think on a scale of uh, who was the most disappointed by Picard season two, I feel like I feel like Rick P uh, and Gemma are probably on a level of, of the most disappointed. I, f- I feel like I'm kind of in the middle where I'm not as disappointed as those guys were, but I, I think maybe I found more to enjoy in it. I like what I will say is that I liked the Jurati Borg Queen stuff. I thought that was good there. So I didn't mm. hate it. I didn't hate it all. Um, <laughs> You've thrown I, it I didn't, I didn't, You know, I didn't I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it very much. But I did think the Jurati Borg yeah. Queen stuff was really was good. And I, I liked I liked the scene with the with the bus punk. I 
I, I thought that was a yeah. I thought that was fun. I, yeah, I enjoyed that. So it wasn't all bad. I mean, I love yeah, that I, they literally got the same guy back. That's fantastic. Exactly, exactly. That, yeah, is, that, that was, was brilliant. I thought it was pretty great to see Wesley Crusher again. I was going to say, what did you guys think about that? A long time ago, I was known as Wesley Crusher. But now, I am a traveler of all of space and time. <laughs> You're kidding, right? The last time I told a joke, I inadvertently changed a century's worth of history. So I work really hard to not be misunderstood. Oh, I loved it. I thought that was yeah. great. It's, it's just, it just shows he's out there doing something, you know, this whole traveler thing. He's do, something's happening. And the idea that they're overseeing uh, the, the guys who run Gary Seven and stuff was, was kind of <laughs> quite a nice, cool one. I like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was all right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know that, that Will Wheaton does a lot of um, – does he do that at the after show? It does, yeah. Go they're already right. So it would be pretty, be pretty mean to keep Will Wheaton on that side of the show, um, considering yeah. he played Wesley Crusher. So you know, and it, also it, I think that scene, that scene that. came out of that scene came out of nowhere with mm. with him. But hey, that's fine. It's good, good to get an update. Just, but you know, I'm yeah. Uh, yeah. Shortly before that one, though. Um, They'd announced that all the next gen cast will be back for the next season mm. of Picard, and they yeah. hadn't mentioned Will Wheaton. So I think it was kind of he was able to sort of keep on going. Oh no, I've not heard anything known for while he's in Picard next flipping week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very cynical of them, wasn't it? Because <laughs> they knew it wasn't going well. Yeah. Oh, what can we do? Oh, let's announce that all of um, next gen characters are coming back. In next season, or am I yeah. being cynical? No, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm sure that must I have been. You are a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think they would have planned ahead to. I mean, I'm sure the timing of that announcement was was very much planned. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that 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 putting them in the season was was a cynical move. I, I think yeah. leaking the information was a cynical move. Yeah. Well, I did, they didn't leak it. They announced it. Did they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was a it was a teaser trailer they released. Mm. Yeah, I still think they knew it wasn't going very well. Well, I don't know that it wasn't going very well. You know, I don't know what the viewing figures were like for card season two, but I, I think it, I think it did okay, and I think pl- you know, plenty of fans <clears throat> really enjoyed it. And, and we, um, we what do you think? Well. Maybe in season three, like, um. Uh, maybe um, um, Beverly Crusher's got a, um, a sex ghost addiction, and <laughs> the, rest of the rest of the crew have to help her out. Like, go and find her for one. She's because she's she's not on space Scotland. <laughs> no. yeah. Maybe that's the ghost. <laughs> maybe that's the enemy that's coming through the Borg standing sentry against <laughs> all those. Space it was green. Ghosts. It was. It was. I mean, it, it, the, that was maybe what the green weirdness was. Yeah. 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 yeah, space space ghosts who who do not wait for consent. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, have we have we spoken about the Borg thing much? Because actually, yeah, for me that was one of the highlights. Yeah, Rick said that as well. Because well, I was just talking about how <laughs> much you. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, Arlo's barking at the thing. 
I was talking about how you and Rick hated Picard season two the most, and I hated it like in the middle, and, and Ricky hated it the least. But that, and that provoked Rick. I don't I, I didn't hate it at all. <laughs> so there you go, the least. Yeah, that's the least <laughs> hate. Yeah. The, yeah, the least I could hate is to really quite like it. But I, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed. You know, uh, it wasn't the the, the whole. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the Borg Queen. I enjoyed her performance. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Gerard. I'm sorry, I don't know the actor's name. Uh, I, Alison. Alison Hill. Hill. I yeah. enjoyed her performance as Gerardi Borg. I think that worked really well. I thought mm. she was really good. Um, I I liked the idea of 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 them becoming, you know, um. I don't know. A, a, they weren't really one, were they? They were kind of, um, yeah. I, I liked them forming a new, a new creature, mm, yeah. and um, going out and yeah, they were yeah, they were almost like a sort of a collective yeah, of in, two, yeah, collective mm. two, yeah. Um, and um, that was going, a really interesting yeah. way to kind of not defeat the Borg, but to, to kind of change the yeah. Borg. Yeah, and the Borg becomes something that um, kind of invites people in rather than um mm. you know it consumes and I, I quite like that idea yeah that that felt like a really interesting idea that could have been <clears throat> the sort of main story yeah. for the whole season but it but it it just was a little bit lost in the all yeah. the time travel shenanigans and, and also and, yeah and because it was right because that happened right at the end it was literally just lost in everything else mm. it was just a blip and um, it's a shame. I think that was that, that worked really well. Oh, yeah. I didn't quite. I didn't like the storyline where she was running around the city, smashing windows, <laughs> and eating batteries. Because surely that's <laughs> going to have that's an organic tissue that's going to have a bit of a an issue on organic tissue eating yeah, yeah, tissue issue. Tissue issue. Yeah. And she's just around the corner as well. Yeah. Like, like the night before, like the night before, she's left this bar, and they're like, and then they just go around the corner, and she's just just zapping yeah, the car battery. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's because Seven and Raffi were, were were constantly moving, where she kept stopping to lick batteries. <laughs> I did think it was a little Ooh. bit silly where where Gerati <laughs> and um, and Seven have caught up to her, haven't they? Yeah. And then. Like she ran um, across all those cars, and then she st- stabbed seven, um, and then she just ran off. So, but, but like they they they've well, been they'd spent ages trying to find her, and they just let her go. Well, like, no, seven, well, seven had been chucked into a into a bin. Ah, she was she had, get a minor concussion. She was absolutely um, fine. Um, thingy, uh, Raffy, she nearly choked Raffy to death. Mm. Get, I'd but, get up and get Gerardi after her said, Come on. no don't do that and the book queen said oh, alright and then so they left yeah I don't know in their red dress which is definitely not in any way another nod to a battle star yeah mm. I don't know I don't know that it is I don't I know that it is I think I'm just making that that's that link in my head but so we have our final thoughts on this on the Picard season two. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Oh, before we do, because I did 
quick, I did put a poll out on Twitter this morning. So I just want to see how other people feel in terms of mm. us, in what we were saying. So I gave four options for what people thought about Series 2. Uh, perfect, pretty okay, disappointing, or my eyes make it stop. <laughs> so my eyes make it stop got 5.6% of the vote. Ooh. So a few, but not many, were going, were, had that sort of quite radical point of view. I, we got perfect uh, from 33.3%. 22, Ooh, okay. uh, 22.2% said pretty okay, and the winner was disappointing with 38.9% of the vote. Uh, so okay. That's yeah. what I voted. It did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. So in fact, me, me and Rick might have skewed the I vote. I think you did. I'm, I'm not entirely sure that you guys should have been voting. <laughs> well, <laughs> on their own. But it's an, it is an opinion. It, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I I did also ask if anyone to elaborate one person elaborated uh, which was Dan Casely who's at Fishbowler on Twitter who um, said looked for a while that previous mistakes were being made and they'd not left enough time to wrap up nicely so wrong, great feels would love to know more about the end of Q so a bit more more of a positive view yeah 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 yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, some people said the season was perfect, so I'm, I'm clearly not the only person who thinks it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't dislike it as such. I was, I just felt like it was a bit of a missed opportunity, and I was, I was maybe pretty hyped up for it, and I didn't feel like it delivered mm. everything that I wanted it to. Um, and I, I, I really liked the first two episodes, and I did really quite like the finale as well. Yeah, I just felt like the 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 stuff in the middle didn't add anything to the to the story. I felt like the main story was covered in episodes one, two, and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was one thing I wanted to, and it's a criticism, but Rios <laughs> um, Rios um, abandons his crew. Yeah, uh, yeah. I you're you're really cut up about that. Well, yeah, I, I think as a captain, that's a, that's a, that's yeah, pretty bad. But he was, yeah. Oh well, yeah. But had he already? Mm, and they do they do make that whole point about the, from them, the kind of butterfly effect and how they have to be really careful not to change anything. And and I'm sure Picard even says that to. Rios yeah. when he says yeah. he's gonna, and then Rios is like, ah, oh, yeah. go on. Then Picard's yeah. like, ah, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> he also, yeah. Rios also mansplains shock to a medical professional at one point, which I thought <laughs> was quite yes. entertaining. Go, go, go. Lay him down, put a blanket on him. He's in shock. I'll be back. You can't go back. Can't he does do <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> That was a bit unfortunate. <laughs> maybe he didn't. Maybe he just needed something to say rather than. Well, he's technically got a robot buddy. Um, oh no, he was talking about um, her, her own son. Oh, he, okay. I thought oh, it was about. He's, 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 yeah, he's suffering from shock. Go and put him into in bed. Yeah. Yes, I know what I'm a doing. Freaking doctor. A freaking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was I was disappointed to see Rios go and you know not no. come back. But by the I sounds know. of it, we're not going to get a lot of the cast in next year anyway. So 
Yeah. No, no. And as I'd said before, I was disappointed that they, you know, that in the final episode, Elnor does come back, doesn't he? Is mm. like a little treat that Q. Yeah. He's in a little window like. at the top of the screen. <laughs> just in a little, because he's on a different ship. Isn't yes, he? Yeah, he, yeah. He's then in the bar with them at the end. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. They go oh, yeah, yeah he, they do get a little scene with him. But apparently he's not in series three. No, he's not. I'm like, oh. So you that's... basically robbed me of Elnor for most of season two, yeah. gave him back to me and then took him again. But it is, it's terrible. What was their plan with Elnor in the first place? I just, yeah, I just think... What a waste of a character. It felt like the, the writers didn't really know what to do with him this season, So they, but they, but they didn't want to... Mm. They, they wanted him, they sort of, I think his death kind of worked to give a bit of drama to Raffi. Some, to Raffi yeah. She was but, the only one who even noticed that he wasn't there. Oh, are we, are we, are we shocked Picard barely realised? Yeah. Are we? I mean, after everything we said in, in series one. Yeah, um, yeah I, I feel that he was fridged um, in a nice about turn that normally women get fridged to... To have to give a character thing to to a male character, they did it the other way around. Yeah, mm. yeah. But yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, I love Elnor, so I do, and I'm always going to demand more Elnor. And it looks yeah. like I'm not getting any, so that's a shame. Yeah. Mm. Well, on that note, yeah. we um, <laughs> do we wrap up the episode? Yeah, we should. We should. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with a, another episode about Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, reviewing that season and what we thought of it so far. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be the next episode. Yeah. You, sh- you should yeah. probably come listen to that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Why It'll not? be good. It'll be yeah. good. I mean, you It'll, know. I think it might be a little bit more... Uh... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, oh. we're not always. <laughs> yeah, that that dog agrees. <laughs> yeah. One dog agrees. Yes. One dog agrees. Arlo is in agreement. Arlo loves Strange New Worlds. Uh, Who doesn't? Well, indeed, yes. Yeah, but let, hey, let's get oh, into yeah, that sorry, in that's the next, not what the next episode, which, which I promise is a lot yeah. more positive. And, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you, every, uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Let's wrap it up here. <laughs> well, that's your opinions now, are. <laughs> right. See you again soon. Bye. Hello. Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.lowerdexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at ten backward, ten being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk. On a personal individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. 
Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash lower decks radio uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through itunes stitcher google play or we're on various third-party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 backward crew let's make sure history never forgets the name 10 backward Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? Ten backward. Ten backward. Okay. A long time ago, I was known as Wesley Crusher. But now, I am a traveler of all of space and time.